All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fuck, Nicks? What's happening? I'm Mark Marin. This is my podcast. Welcome to it again. Welcome to it again. Here we are every week, Monday and Thursday, with a new show. Man, it's been going on since 2009. Still going strong. And I'm okay. I look forward to it. I look forward to it. I really do. Always exciting. Because I think about a lot lately. How are you, though? Before I... Are you all right? Are you talking to enough people? Are you talking to enough people? Are you making the calls? Are you making the plans? Are you talking to people outside of Zoom or FaceTime? Are you in the world engaging with people emotionally or at least uh, um, sympathetically or, or listening to a real person that you can see and hear and smell in front of you? Are you going to group events that uh, like even, even church or synagogue or the mosque or whatever, spiritual retreats, anything, stay connected to the big vibration of human beings, not mediated. I, I was talking to somebody last night. I don't know about what someone who's relatively isolated by their own doing and doesn't go out much. So what are you left with given the technology? If you're not sitting down and having coffee or eating lunch or, or getting out of yourself for a second or being received by somebody else that isn't somebody you see every day necessarily because they can become not unlike a machine as well in terms of how you approach them. If the repetition is there and the years are there, surprises only come with problems, which is not a great place to be. It's hard, but it's not even encouraged anymore. I mean, geez. If you're not getting out and all you're doing is, you know, your primary social relationship and probably sexual relationship is your phone or your computer or whatever. I mean, what? There's no end to the amount of of garbage and and, uh, mental manipulation you're making yourself available to. Get out there. Talk to some people. It's exciting. You know what's going to happen because there's a whole other person there that you have no control over. You shouldn't anyways. I don't know why I'm saying this. I just think about doing comedy three, four times a week, getting out there amongst the folks. And then I realize that not many people get out. You get into your system, you get into your circle, you get into your habits, you get into your patterns, you get into repetition. And now all of a sudden you find you're detached And there's some kind of weird robot you walking through the world. Huh? Today on the show, I talked to Melissa Villasenor. She's a comic that I work at the comedy store a lot. I work with her a lot. She was a cast member on SNL. She's an artist. She's a singer. She's an impressionist. And she's out on a stand-up tour right now. And I, I'd always see her, but I never had her on because I, I barely had a conversation with her. It was literally one of those things where I'm like, does she have conversations? And then 
I'm I'm pleasantly surprised. Of course she does. She's a person. It's weird the kind of things we assume about people and how wrong we can be. Like, obviously, I didn't think she was incapable of having a conversation. I just never really kind of a shy person. But we had a very nice conversation. Um, I will be at the Salt Lake City Wise Guys on August 11th and 12th for four shows. I'm at Helium in St. Louis on September 14th through 16th for five shows. Then I'm at the Las Vegas Wise Guys on September 22nd and 23rd, also four shows. And in October, I'm at Helium in Portland, October 20th and 22nd. I know that two of those shows are already sold out in October. That's encouraging. You can go to WTFPod.com for tickets. Um, I'd like to talk about, for a moment, I went to see the Barbie movie. Uh, with Kit, and I, I I was neither here nor there with it. I knew that I was going to see it because of the expansive, uh, all-encompassing cultural phenomenon that it was. I had no expectations. I did not know it was about what it was about. Uh, I knew that it upset Ben Shapiro, which was definitely uh, a good promotion for me. I couldn't understand why some of these small men's rights grifters were using it as a launching point. I mean, I guess I could understand that without seeing the movie. You know, why not pick something that and make it divisive because it's already seems to be loaded up that way and see if you can uh, sell mattresses off it or get some get that money by causing people to get worked up. Get worked up. I'm going to work you up and, and make you send me some money. Y'all worked up, send me some money. Y'all worked up about God. Y'all worked up about... Trans people, y'all worked up about the ladies, y'all worked up about Hunter Biden. Send me some fucking money because I'm delivering. I'm helping you feel. So I wanted to see it because I couldn't. I couldn't really understand what what it could possibly be that is is so popular. I mean, I, granted, I knew that it it seemed primarily for women of all ages. They've all experienced Barbie. There's a nostalgia thing there, but there's also a sort of conceit to the movie that we're in Barbie land and, you know, people are doing cosplay. They're dressing up and, you know, and it, it all seemed, it seemed like a global cultural phenomenon, but I still didn't know what to expect. And I, and I, and I wasn't immersed in, in a lot of what was happening around the movie or I, I had no idea what it was about. I liked the actors. We go during the day on a Friday and the theater's pretty packed. A lot of people dressed up like, like uh, in, in Barbie colors, a lot of people dressed in Ken colors. And, you know, I, I've never been of that culture of dressing up for movies or for um, comic books or whatever. I, you know, I, I do do some take on a certain tone that I like, but I wouldn't say it's a character. But anyway, so the movie starts and within minutes, I'm overwhelmed and emotional. I don't even know why. I don't know if it's the colors. I don't know if it's the staging. It did feel like I have that, uh, as I've talked about before, I do have that feeling when I see musicals, but that's people singing. But there was something so pure and so joyful and so uh, uh, visionary about the thing. And the emotion of it was, was really kind of right up front. And I just was right away locked in. And the the sort of, journey one takes with that movie 
it, it fools you a little bit depending on how you take things in. You know, there is this this full conceit that you're in Barbie land and, you know, Mattel's in, involved. So, you know, how many, you know, what could really be risky about it? But I guess Bombach and Gerwig, who wrote it, I mean, this movie is is a rare thing. I'm not sure I've ever seen it. This is a mainstream entertainment product that is is obviously um, branded and and it is made to bring in uh, girls of all ages and women. But I had no idea what was going to happen in that movie. And somewhere in the middle, it 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 really it takes a turn to fairly lucid, well thought out cultural satire. Uh, and there's very funny jokes and bits. I can't. I don't want to spoil anything. But the bottom line of it is, it is unashamed, and 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 it puts right out front basic feminist ideas in a way that's funny and informative and the way it skewers men is fucking genius. And a lot of it is hilarious. The fact that any men could take offense by what happens in a Barbie movie means they are small, small men in almost every way, ego wise, dick wise, um, who they are in the world wise. It's profound that men to get back to the certain tribalization of pseudo libertarian men's rights meatheads that they are so sensitive that they can't have their balls busted on at all. That's the one thing they're scared of. They're scared of a surprise dick in a pants and they're surprised of any woman uh, busting their balls, taking the piss out of them, especially when it's smart. And the the spectrum of of satire of types of men in this movie, and because Greta is of my ilk, sort of a, a film head, you know, hipster intellectual type. So I felt fairly well skewered, and and I felt I thought that felt good. Nothing better than feeling seen. And then humbled with humor. But I got, I got, I, I got excited because, man, so many people are going to see this. And it really is a Trojan horse. And it really is a progressive film. And it really is purely feminist in the best ways. And I was just, I, I, I thought that Greta Gerwig pulled off an amazing trick with a beautiful, totally controlled and with, with, total understanding of what she was doing visionary piece of art that kind of blew up the box office internationally which is beautiful because all now all the streamers who are holding all the actors and writers hostage and trying to starve them out because they think they can make movies with machines at a high clip without really engaging the soul is what they're banking on because they're a bunch of fucking tech nerd cowards who don't get out and talk to people enough aren't out there feeling the feels they're just jerking people around looking at numbers hiding numbers and then trying to crush the creative heart of this 
business. And Barbie and Oppenheimer gave them a, a swift kick in their tiny balls. I'm excited for more movies. Obviously, this is this is really probably a once or twice in a lifetime film, Barbie. But but it definitely got people out and it definitely felt good to be out among them. And, you know, COVID is not a fear uh, for me, really minor. But, you know, uh, disease is disease. And when you're with people, sometimes you get diseases. You get less if you don't touch them or eat their spit or, uh, you know, do the things. But, you know, there's also these, <laughs> I have a slight fear of mass shooters. But, but nonetheless, people are going to the movies. Uh, so I guess that's my review. And uh, you didn't ask for it, but there you go. So Melissa Villasenor is here. Um, she's out on tour throughout the summer and the fall. Uh, you can find out where if you go to melissaviasenor.com. And during this conversation, we make reference to uh, NACA conferences. And, uh, and, and I know that many of you don't know what NACA conferences are. That is the National Association for Campus Activities. And they hold these conferences where you audition for all of them across the United States, representatives from all of them, to, uh, to get college gigs. I just want to make that clear uh, before we get into this talk with Melissa Villasenor now. Good. Yeah, this is, oh, this is nice. Yeah. So, and I'm nervous. This you're is, nervous? Yeah. I don't know. I, I've been wanting to do this podcast for a very long time, and I was like, man, I wonder when, when Mark will ask me. <laughs> how, did, how did I not know you wanted to do it? Because I, I didn't say anything. I said it in my head. But we don't. It's not like we talk that much. No, like the, no, no. It, at the store, it's always kind of. Uh, it's interesting the backstage situation. Yeah. There's not a yeah. lot of talking. Well, some people talk, but uh, you don't. You don't usually hang out and talk too much. No, I think I'm usually just. Talk like prepping my set in my head, yeah. and then I and then you run away, run away. But sometimes lately, I've been watching, hanging out, hanging out a little bit. Yeah. So the art, though, when like, what what did you start out as? You seem to be doing a lot of stuff, Melissa. There's a yeah. lot of stuff coming out of the yeah. uh, creative force that is you. Well, you know, the beginning was always impressions, and no, but like when you were a kid. Oh, as a kid. Yeah, I mean, like, where you grew up here? Yeah, in like, Whittier. Right, in Whittier. Yeah. What's out there? Oh, um, is that where the Carpenters are from? They're from, I think, uh, Norwalk or Downey. Oh, Downey. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And my, my mom used to work at a bank over there, and she would have Karen Carpenter. Karen Carpenter would go to the bank all the wow, time. Wow, there's a Karen Carpenter story. Yeah. Was she nice? Did your mom say anything other than Karen Carpenter used to come in? Um, I think she said she looked very thin. <laughs> <laughs> that's Poor Karen. Surprise. Yeah, that's oh, sad. So I your mom worked her. at a bank in Downey? She did when yeah. she was young, a lot younger. And uh, both your folks are from there. My dad's from San Gabriel, here San over Gabriel here Valley. Yeah. Oh wow, mm -hmm. you're real LA. Yeah. But like not not showbiz LA. No. Just regular LA. Regular LA. Yeah. What's it your... still hasn't hit me any of it. Like, really? Just I don't know. Well, where you you're staying with your folks? No, no, no. I have a place. Okay. I've, I've a I have finally have a place. But... I thought yeah. I want to. I guess I was listening to your no, act. But... I'm like, oh man, she's staying with her grandma. No, 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 no. I I just <laughs> hang out with my. I'm pretty close to them. Oh yeah. But um. You have sisters, brothers? I have yeah. I have uh, two brothers and a sister. And oh. I'm, I'm middle child because my sister, my younger brother and sister, they're twins. Oh, they are they identical? 
Or, no, because they're boy and girl. Oh, that wouldn't make sense. Yeah. The identical thing. That would be great, though. That'd be I'd cool, like to, huh? <laughs> I'd like to see that. <laughs> so, what, like, what, so you just grew up out there? I don't know what. The, like, I have no idea when people. I can kind of picture it if someone grows up in the valley, but it was just regular old uh, childhood. Yeah, it was. It was a good. I mean, I I didn't. I didn't go out a lot. I was always at home. Like the four of us, we were always kind of really I scared. Guess, little kid, yeah, scared, sheltered. <laughs> uh, but I went to Catholic school and all girls school, Ramona Convent in Alhambra for so, six years. Oh, so d- did you grow up really Catholic? I mean, I did some sacraments. You know, I did the well, communion and yeah, and confirmation. But did you believe? I, it? Did you believe it? Not r- really. Little yeah. bits of it, but but you, you didn't grow up fearing hell. No, okay, no. Okay. But I think I do have some kind of guilt, though, that you, you know, oh, from, from, from the Catholic? Catholic world, yeah. Well, I guess you it's know? wired in, yeah. Like, yeah. you just, like, everything you do makes you a flawed, horrible person. Yeah. And, and you, well, one time a priest, I had, I went to confession, you know, in the booth. Yeah. And uh, the booth. It, it was in, <laughs> or what is it? Yeah, it it's is. a booth. Yeah, I know, but it's just sort of Sorry, like it's menacing. Um, yeah. No, but it was in high school, yeah. and uh, the priest was like, "When was the last time you went to confession?" Yeah. And I was like, "I don't remember." And he goes, "You're you're a really bad Catholic and a bad person." And I was like, "Oh, I'm not going to come back." <laughs> I was like, "What? No, I'm a good. I think I'm a good kid." <laughs> he, he literally said you were a bad yeah. person. Yeah. Did you know the guy? No. You didn't know the priest? No. Some so random. My pri- grandma took me to this church, and I didn't. I've never been there. Like, yeah. For confession. Oh, so. and that did it. That did it. I was like, I don't, I don't think so. Pushed you out of the entire game. Yeah, and never, occasionally I'll still go. You know, especially for funerals. Yeah, which is sad. Sad. But I thought I think the Catholics they have a lot going on in the church. It seems to be uh, pretty exciting. A lot of exciting clothing. Uh, uh, was it Latin or Spanish or what? Uh, no, I, I didn't go to the Spanish ones. I no mean, Latin either. No. No, just regular. I feel like it was regular. Yeah. I always wonder about the Latin. Like something, like, because I went to, have have you ever been to, uh, like, Europe and stuff? Yeah. When I was 19, but I was in, I was a. Like on a thing, a tour. Family trip. I was a brat. Oh, like, I went into churches and stuff and was like, oh, my God. Yeah. It's like Catholic. It's like a lot of stuff. Well, I went to, and I hate, I know this is bragging if people want to do this in their life, but I was, (laughs) I saw, I went to the Vatican for Christmas Eve. Really? And the Pope led the mass. It was like three hours. But I wasn't in a place. I was nineteen, and I was like, I just want to be home with my friends. And, yeah. And my parents were like, this is a pr- this is an honor to get to be here. Yeah, with Melissa. The Pope. And I was like, I don't want to be here. And, yeah. You know, I yeah. was not grateful at it. And that moment. was it. That was in English too. Well, no, he was doing it in different languages. Yeah. It was oh. English, and then it was a few different languages. And wow. I was like, oh man, we're here all night. Oh. <laughs> not the proper effect. You didn't feel the the honor. I, sort of like, I didn't, unfortunately. But Rome's nice, right? Oh yeah, that's great. I, was really, I, I need to go back because yeah. that was the last time I went, and I, and now I'm in a more, I'm in a better place of like I, I'm. It's nice to travel. And you, you, don't, you don't think you'd go by yourself and go like, nah, what did I come here for? <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is terrible. This is stupid. Look at all these paintings. No, I think I'd like it now. Especially because I'm more into art, too. I think as a kid, I didn't care about anything. Are you into art or are you into drawing? Do you, like, like go look at stuff? 
I go to a museum, especially when I go on the road. I, if I'm alone, I, I'll try to find their local right? museum. Yeah. I do that too, especially if there's a good one. Yeah. And if there's a cafe in there, I'm going to oh, eat. Oh, that's the whole day. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. That and the mall, maybe. Yeah. And the one thing you're supposed to see in the town. <laughs> Malls? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, how do you do on the road? I mean, in terms of like existing. Well, it helps to work out and then I'll take naps. That's kind of it. Is that, really... is that a is that a kind of like um, code for you? You work out and then sweep the whole day until you go to your show. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I want to explore more, but I don't know that it's a lot of energy to talk. It is, yeah. In five shows. Yeah, and to do all the impressions and stuff. Yeah, I get exhausting. exhausted. Yeah. And I smile a lot. Yeah. That's another problem. It's like it's double time. A lot well, of joy. You, you chose the character. I know. Damn it. <laughs> you chose God. to be, you know. Uh, that's the hard part for me. Endearing and entertaining. I know, but that's the hard part to now, like, to step into that. Like, really? how do I get there when I'm feeling so, like, just annoyed by myself or, yeah. or exhausted? I'm like, it's harder to get to that place. Really? A little bit, yeah. What are some of the tools you use? Do you just force yourself to smile until it, <laughs> until it sticks? <laughs> like you just walk I think that. I have to like call friends that kind of bring that out of me, maybe. Really? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think um, just funny friends that are that crack me up too. Just get I think, you Because I can get real serious. Yeah, you can really. Yeah. Have you ever gone up and done serious, Melissa? It doesn't work. <laughs> Even, like, bits where I'm a little pissed at something, like, legit, like, angry, it, yeah. it doesn't, it's not funny. God, I wish I could. That's probably why, like, I watch, I like watching you or people that can let it out more, yeah. and I'm like, it doesn't work for me. We're all rooting for you. Oh, thanks. Thank you. <laughs> no, but just, people like when I get a little meaner. Yeah, yeah. We're sort bits. of like, she's going to snap, she's gonna, man. Yeah, she's yeah. Gonna, <laughs> when's yeah. Melissa going to snap? I know. They, they love it. Like, there it is. Cause <laughs> yeah. you, and the crowd likes when I release it because it's... <laughs> When you see a nice person for too long, you're like, no, this yeah. isn't. Yeah, it's There's, not. This can't not be genuine. This can't be true. Where's the, where's the madness? <laughs> I know. There so is. you're a middle child in Whittier, and uh, okay, so the brother and sister are younger, and then an older brother. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of okay. Two brothers. Yeah. Any of them end up in show business? Well, my sister's in New York, and she's studying acting now too. Where at? Yeah. Uh, man, that's see, all right. I, I'm not going to remember the school. But you don't have to. She liking it. She really loves it. Is she funny? Ellie's really funny. Yeah? Yeah. She wants to do funny things? I think she does. And she really enjoys watching Broadway shows, and um, and she actually does a lot of little improv shows, and she's been doing uh, <laughs> impressions of Vin Diesel. and. Oh, really? It's yeah. a family thing. I guess so, yeah. She's Maybe she really should funny. Maybe she should do some impressions of you doing impressions. Ooh, that'd be cool. <laughs> she's probably the only one that could do it. She grew up <laughs> right. with you. What's the age difference? <laughs> She's three years younger than me. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. all right. So you're all, the four of you are out there. What's your, what did your dad do? Your mom worked at the bank fence for a while? Fence contractor. He has a fence business. So if you need a gate, although you have a good one out there. Yeah, but you can't build a fence here. It's just a, that gate's like an illusion. You can't fence in Glendale. Oh. So people, so I grew the hedges, or I didn't, but the people before me, and they just stuck that gate there. But it's like, oh, it's just, there's no fence. It's just, yeah. uh, it's just bushes. Yeah. It's just like, if you were to take the bushes away, it'd be like, why is that gate there? But I knew, right. my neighbor, when I was growing up, his dad had a fence business. It's good yeah. business. 
Yeah. He's still working, too. Really? Yeah. I think that there was a recession, 2008 one, that just, they couldn't retire from that. Oh, really? Yeah. So they're still at it? Yeah. Where's, what's but, like, what does he just do, homes? Homes and, like, businesses, a lot of buildings does in do, L.A. Does he do a uh, barbed wire? Yeah, he could. Yeah? Yeah, if you need it. Part of it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, it's funny, I did grow up hearing wrought iron, barbed wire, uh... Chain link, uh, well, that's chain. No, yeah, chain, chain link. link yeah, um, yeah, that's the classic. Yeah, wrought iron. Wrought iron. He does wrought iron fence. Yeah, it's and he pretty welds. Cool. Does some welding. Yeah, yeah, that's some. That's a real job. Yeah, no, it is. N- and none of the kids went into the fencing business. Yeah, my brother Andrew. Well, he's a construction engineer guy. And wow. He, he wants to. He does. He actually did my kitchen. He painted all my kitchen cabinets and. Good painter? He's pretty handy. Yeah, Andrew's great. That's good. Yeah, it's well, cool. I, I, well, give me his number. <laughs> yeah. So when do you start doing funny stuff? At girl school? At girl Catholic school? school? Yeah, actually, it, it was there. Or did you have to wear the outfits? I sure did. Wow. It was definitely like a Britney Spears Baby One More Time video. Really? Yeah. And was it nuns? Some. Yeah. Some were there. Some were my teachers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you had that whole experience. Were they evil nuns at all? Or no, I don't. I don't remember. You don't have that. the old timey, the old timey uh, no, Catholic no. school but stories. But I think back before me, probably for sure. Did all your brothers and sisters go to the Catholic school? Mm-hmm. Wow. I know. Good education though. I mean, that must be the reason, <laughs> right? Yes, but I think it. No, it was good. Yeah. I didn't do good in school, though. You didn't? I really wasn't a good. That's good. <laughs> it's good to know. <laughs> I mean, I didn't go to college either. I didn't know. Uh, I didn't care enough. I think. Yeah, weren't interested. I wasn't I, interested. I, I I bailed. Like I couldn't get through algebra. Couldn't get through it. I mean, I failed. I had to retake it a few times. Yeah, algebra. I didn't. Yeah. I just couldn't. My brain wouldn't do it. Geometry, I could handle. So, oh no, pictures. I liked. Oh, no, no, no. I liked algebra. I thought that was fun. Geometry, no. Because that was all the shapes and stuff, yeah, right? That, yeah, that's no, my, I, better for my brain. I didn't. And then you just had to prove the things. Like, you remember, you'd have to prove whatever, proofs, Ugh. theorems, rules. You could then, do algebra, though? Oh, I I remember killing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how, about, how about chemistry? No, no. That was stuff. I can't do any of that. Did you Did you write or anything? Um, did you do shows? Well, I did my high school talent show, so that's where I kind of shared a bunch of impressions, like singing impressions that I had in, in the, my pocket. Really? What, where were you working those out? At home? Just there at my school with my friends. You do impressions? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I shared it my sophomore year of high school, the talent show. Yeah. And everyone was like, yeah. Uh, and then I was like, ah, I'm going to be a comedian. Yeah. And the... But I mean, it's like you know, it, that's a that's a tough thing when you're an impressionist. Yeah, it's like you could kill it with voices, but yeah. are you a funny person? I think that was always something I I I still battle. Yeah, it's tricky, man. I mean, when I really think about it, because there is a difference. And I always want to be a funny person. Right. Well, there's that weird thing where the skill of impressions, like if you do impressions that are too good, in a way. Um, without kind of amplifying the caricature element. Yeah, yeah. It, You could just be like, wow, that was really close. That was good. Yeah. But you're not like, ah. <laughs> right, right, right. 
Yeah, I mean, even for me in high school, I was learning all of Dana Carvey's impressions. Right, like know? he, like he was able to infuse his weird, charmy comedy into him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, did you? What did you have to do to get funny at him? <sighs> did you do stand up? I mean, like straight jokes. Are you still that, you do straight jokes? Well, yeah, yeah. That's now, but yeah. I, I think it took a, a while. I think the, I mean. Because I, I started the comedy store doing the open mics in the belly room when I was like 19. Oh, really? Yeah. And, uh, Did you have to leave really quick because you were underage? Or you just didn't oh, tell anybody? I don't remember. Yeah. You must have just slipped in. I don't know. Yeah. You, Why? You, Did you, they not allow anyone no, after? You can't. You can't. Yeah, it's uh, wow. Wow, you got I guess away they, with it. good for you. Well, I got you away it with it everywhere. Ha ha cafe. Well, and... I mean, you're an act. I mean, I don't know if the rules are different <laughs> yeah. for the acts. Yeah, but people can't bring kids in there. Get in I trouble. Guess so all right. that's <laughs> cool. They were all letting you in. They didn't give a fuck breaking the rules. <laughs> so you get out of high school and you're just sort of I'm going to be an impressionist. Uh, well, I found okay. This is yeah. when I was 15. After that talent show, I got this like. I don't know, this superpower feeling. And I was yeah. like, I need to get on stage now and show my talents. Yeah. <laughs> and I found, I went on the computer in, at the high school library and I found, uh, I just Googled uh, stand up for kids or whatever. Yeah. You know, because I was 15. Right. And I found the Laugh Factory comedy camp. So I did that that summer. I Come had my on. parents drive me out every Saturday. There's a Laugh Factory comedy camp? Yeah. Is yeah. it still going on? I think so. What's well, like a summer camp? It's like a summer camp every for Saturday for kids. It's I think it's for kids in you know that struggle in in places in, in life. life, and they'd go and relieve their oh, stress there. So, you, we, so, but I was okay. But you, you know, you didn't really. Oh, so it's actually it, like to help trouble to help teens? trouble teens, or just like you know kids yeah. that are going through really hard times. But not you. But you I do. was like, I need this stage. <laughs> 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 so it was just a day camp <laughs> yeah yeah no but it was like uh, people rolled through like i remember i have i have actually photos of oh, oh god i was hideous but yeah. i have, what do you mean you I were have hideous? no i was a really weird kid yeah i, I had what do photos. you mean no 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 i i could show them later but oh just you thought you were weird looking no i was really weird i was just uh, i don't know what i was just a weird kid i mean i know we all were but yeah I was definitely not. Uh, so you needed to be at this thing. I think I needed it. <laughs> You're in the right place. <laughs> um, but no, it was, it was cool. I felt like I I have a photo uh, album yeah. of photos I took with the comics that would roll through on Saturday and teach us, oh, like no watch our three minute set and give us notes. And you're all like 15, 16? Even younger. They were like little, little kids. Wow. Yeah. Who ran um, the thing? Well, Jamie Masada. Like he was there? Yeah. Yeah. And this was like for what, four Saturdays in a row or something? It was like a, a few months of the summer. And then Jamie picked his final 10 to oh, do like a, sh a show on the weekend. So you had comics. comics come through? Yeah. Like who? I, I have photos of Dan Cook, of yeah. Bobby Lee. Uh, Tony Rock, they all uh, came. Uh, Wallace, George Wallace. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, no, I'm serious. I had uh, Davidson, Tommy Davidson. Uh -huh. I think Kathy Griffin came by. What? But it was just like, yeah. Oh, was... he probably talked to them all. They're like, "Can you help me with my charity? <laughs> I've got, <laughs> got all these troubled teens." And, and that like, one, yeah, from Whittier. <laughs> 
Wow. <laughs> so who made an impression on you? But those guys didn't do sets. No one came to do sets. They they did they did a couple. Yeah, they they performed a little bit. I wonder did Bobby Lee? Uh, wait, did, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure he imitated his dad and stuff. You know. That's so funny. Yeah. And so George Wallace. That must have been wild. Just telling those jokes. I think so. Or yeah. he was. It was like he was outside the club. And my dad was like, that's George Wallace. Go get a photo. And it was something like that. <laughs> so your dad like, okay. knew George Wallace? Yeah. <laughs> so it was actually at the club. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I thought I was picturing like some sort of summer camp. It was just like you just oh, went. Oh, to, like spend the night or something? Well, no, just sort of like it was out somewhere. Like there was a lake too or oh, something. Oh, no, no, no. It was, it was just the at the club. fucking Laugh Factory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you drive in from Whittier and you, your dad would drop you off for what, three hours? Yeah, it was, yeah, exactly. And they would have snacks. Oreos. But how were the other kids? They were good. Yeah? Yeah. They're, a lot of them had a lot of energy. You know, <laughs> they had to let it out. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so, so the, the, Jamie picks a top 10? Yeah, yeah. Well, and I remember he called and left a message. He's like, Melissa, I want you, to, I can't do his accent. but he's Really? Like, Maybe you got to work on that I one. I got, and I forgot. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he was like, come do the show. And then I got, this plaque, and I still have it. Yeah, it's like the Laugh Factory Comedy Camp, uh-huh. two thousand three or something. Whoa! And I, and I have my parents have it up in their house. <laughs> Twenty <laughs> years name. ago, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that they that that's what they keep, yeah. as opposed to like, yeah. <laughs> SNL things. It's yeah, the yeah. Laugh Factory. This is a Laugh Factory <laughs> summer camp. Oh my God! I can't I believe it. He's really running an operation over there. That Jamie. Yeah. I never worked there. It's I don't tough. know why. I think the lighting I do know is why, a little actually. rough. It's too bright. It's too bright, and I don't know where that audience comes from. They, it, 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 it just doesn't seem like it always felt like some sort of Groupon audience or something. You don't have to say anything bad about anybody, but I, I mean, I don't know what it is about that place. I think it's because when I, I don't know, when I was a door guy at the comedy store in like '86 or '87. The, the Laugh Factory was literally like a hallway. It was like, it wasn't even a real place. You would walk in and Jamie would be standing there in my recollection. And it, he hadn't bought the Chinese restaurant yet. So it wasn't this big place. It was literally just one room and there was a stage at the end of it. And there was a door next to the stage where you, if you need to go to the bathroom, you, it was like barely a club. Wait, so, so the stage area, that was a restaurant before? Yes. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, so a million years ago. Whoa. And it was just really this one room, and it was sort of like, I'm not going down there. You know, yeah. like, but, uh, oh. but yeah, I, I remember doing things there on and off. I just never, I always felt the audience was, like, too young and too, like, I don't know what it is. Yeah, I kind of feel, I don't. I, I went recently and yeah. I had a horrible set. And I was did like, you? Did, yeah, he was even bringing in old bits. I was like, what is wrong? That's the worst feeling. And I was like, where you I, have a full think, room and you just. I was like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. It, I, I just wasn't their cup of tea. Well, that's why I always, that's okay. kind of, I always half felt that way. Like I had to do something dumb. But they used to tape a lot of stuff there. It's a, it looks good on TV, that place. It kind of looks good on video. So, all right, so what do you, you got your certificate, but do you get to do a spot at the club at 15 or whatever? Yeah, I did. Oh. It was like a Friday night. Really? Yeah, yeah. How was, was that? A bunch of kids. Oh, it was all uh, kids? Kids, and then they, they had, you know, comics come by later in the night. Okay. Uh, it was fine. I thought I did bad, and I was really upset with myself. Yeah. Ugh. I was like, I'm, I'm a kid. Jesus. Yeah, but that's part of uh, it's part of the artistic personality. Yes. Is that uh, 
Yeah, self-shaming, beating the shit out of yourself, mm -hmm. never feeling good enough. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> I felt that last week. I felt it the other night. <laughs> I've been doing this almost all my life. Uh, and I got off stage after doing, uh, I've been playing music on stage with a band and stuff. Oh, cool. At Largo. Uh, yeah. And then I, I do comedy, but I, and I have comics, but we do, I'm doing it pretty earnestly. You know, and I've been playing guitar my whole life, but I haven't been playing in public that long. And I don't know what the You're hell I expect. great, too. Well, that's very nice. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what I expect out of myself, but I walk off at, like after that night, I'm like, oh, man, man, the band was good, but I wasn't good. I feel sometimes when I'm on stage, I still carry it. If I, if I don't feel like, like something worked, it'll bother me for a couple of days still. Wow. Because usually yeah. I'm talking about myself. And then like if something doesn't land, I'm like, why did I even tell them that? Yeah. I, I I have some songs out there. They're little pop songs, but yeah. I'm I would sh I've done shows where I've shared them. Yeah, and I want to laugh and make fun of myself while singing them. Yeah. Although I didn't write them in a place of right comedy. Comedy. Yeah, but I feel bad that they're not laughing still. It's such a weird. It's you fucked can, can't up. be serious. It's fucked up because that's what we. That's how we have control up there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, because I'm the same. Like to me, God. to me, singing is like the most vulnerable thing. It's fucking. It is. Yeah, but to some people, they don't give a fuck. They're just like, ah, and they're singing, and I'm like, oh my god, how do you do that? To me, I'm like terrified. Yeah. That I'm gonna fuck it up. I know. But do you don't get that with comedy? Just singing. Mm, well, like you said, I I have yeah. a little more control with right. with the comedy and the bits that I that make me laugh, and I know I'll have fun. Well, what? But, okay, so you're 15. Is that the beginning of the career? I mean, right after high school, I I was like, I'm going straight to open mics, and I, you know, I yeah. I did junior college for a little bit. Yeah. At PCC. What'd you study? Oh, nothing. I was mm -hmm. undecided. Oh. I went for a few months. Oh, not for you. No, no, no. I I didn't show up. I didn't like it. Yeah. But uh, I, my first open mic was at the Ice House. Oh, yeah. And That's then, a hot room. I know. And I did the Annex Sunday shows. Yeah. And um, and then, uh, was it Vargas? He was oh, yeah, at Var the, oh, really? <laughs> and Vargas? he was like, come do my show in the main room at the comedy store. And so I brought my whole family. And so I got up early on the lineup, you know? Oh, is that how that works? Yeah. No shit. That show, yeah. And and then um, and then I just started doing the open mics at the Sunday. potluck? Yeah. And Tommy was like, come by, you know, we'll give you spots. And I was like, cool. Yeah. Oh, and I, that was a place that let me. That was after the he saw you at potluck a couple of times? He, yeah, he yeah, was, yeah. He'd give you regular spots? Uh, Tommy, yeah. So Tommy's the guy that passed you? Uh, Mitzi passed me She for the belly room anyway. Oh, so, yeah. she, so she was cognizant and oh, watched you? Yeah, she did. And How that was, was it? That was the one time. That was, and, and then you got just passed for the belly room? Yeah. And then I think it was after I did America's Got Talent. They're like, well, she's on TV, so she could be in, in, regular, the OR. in the OR. It was still really hard, though. I was like, that's. What year is that? <laughs> Oof. 2011. Yeah. So how old are you? Now? No. Then. 23. Ah. So I was, I mean, I was opening the OR. Like it was. Oh, that first spot? Pretty hard. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. But I also wasn't good. I was no. okay. Which impressions were you doing at the beginning? Uh, the beginning, I feel like it was, you know, Natalie Portman. Yeah. Uh, Owen Wilson, probably. Yeah. Christina Aguilera. 
I'm trying to remember what the early bits were. Mickey Mouse. Well, I still do some of them today, but yeah. now there's more. More funny to uh, it? More funny and more more of like connection to my life. Yeah. So that now they kind of, I, I need their, I need to have something real in them in order for me to have. Connect? Share, yeah, connect it. Yeah. But you still got to do it through the impressions. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How is your life? Great. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I mean, I'm 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 just enjoying things right now, which is nice. I'm not really in pressuring myself to have to Right. Like uh-huh. Well, I mean, I noticed when you got off of SNL, like I, I felt like there was this crunch for you to try to figure out a headlining set. After after yeah. SNL? Yeah. Were you like trying uh-huh. to write new material and stuff? No, it it just was happening. Oh, I was good. just kind of like listening to what uh, kind of just afterwards, like, wow, what just happened? What what did I just go through? And so now, like, things are popping up in my mind of like, wow, that happened or that that was hard or that was funny. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of nice. It feels good to uh, to have to survived. Share. Yeah, yeah. Gotten out. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So you okay? So you're opening in the in the OR. Yeah. And then like, what was that? Was after America's Got Talent. Yeah, after America's Got Talent, because that was such a high exposure show. Well, like, wait, how did that work? To, I don't watch it, so wait, is I mean, that... it's ninety seconds, so I just did ninety seconds of impressions, not even stand up. It's only one show; you don't have to live there or anything, and it's not you don't come back. Uh, a... Well, no, it was it's like a contest, right? So right. they would they would eliminate people, uh, you know, which with each performance, right? So I think I did three. They they brought me back a few times. I made it to top sixteen. Yeah. But then they made it top twenty four. They they brought back some people, and I was like, no, they eliminated them. Leave them out. Yeah. Stop. Don't bring them back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm winning. <laughs> that side. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was a part of me. I was like, don't bring them back. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I felt like it was, it was uh, yeah, it was pretty. It's so it's crazy how many people watch that show, and I actually didn't want to do it. Really? I was nervous how'd you, how'd about you, uh, it. How'd you get it? There was, it was um, some lady that was working on a show that, I feel bad I forgot her name, but yeah. that was a big opportunity. Um, and she said, I'm helping with the auditions, setting up auditions for America's Got Talent. I think you should do it, Melissa. Yeah. And uh, I was like, I don't know. And my parents were like, come on, have a good attitude. Go show them. <laughs> and I didn't really do... I kind of just half-assed. I wasn't the really, audition? yeah, because I was like, I don't. I'm afraid of that show because everyone, you know, they'll they're mean. Oh, you, oh someone, the panel. Who was I'm, the panel? Well, that, but also they'll just. It's like America. It's all those shows. They'll, yeah. they'll put someone in, and people could laugh at them because they're doing bad. So yeah. I, I, I was like, I don't know. This is weird. Yeah. But, um, but it ended up being really nice. They really appreciated me and and then i realized oh i'm kind of a little special there's no other act like me right like there's dancers there's singers but there was no no impressionist comic yeah Yeah. so i was like oh that's kind of cool you were the only one yeah so and you did three Mm -hmm. and did it change your life entirely i mean i was able to quit my job at forever 21 at the grove and so working down the grove yeah yeah commuting from whittier no, no. So I was actually I was living with Esther Pavitsky. Oh wow! In her studio with her dog. Wow. And, uh, you and Esther. Yeah, it was a short time, but it was cool because I was finally out of my parents' house. Yeah. And you know I didn't go away for college, so I didn't have any like oh this is yeah. time to no curfew. 
<laughs> and I would have to I would have to come home before midnight. Yeah. And if I lived in Whittier. Yeah. And so no matter what age, even now, if you like stay the oh, night. Oh, if there. I was if I'm out after midnight, my mom's like, When are you coming? And she'll stay up. She's like, she's Yeah. Yeah. But uh so when I got out and I was like, I got the job for two and I started doing open mics. Uh, it felt really cool. And Esther was at the same level, basically? Yeah, yeah. We kind of really started at the store at the same time. That's very nice. It's nice that you aligned yourself with a, a nice person. Yeah. Esther's nice. Yeah. Or you didn't get into some bad news situation. No. That's great. No. And then, um, yeah, then after America's Got Talent, I, was, I quit that part-time job, and then I was on the road, which what, was opening? a whole other... No headlining. Get the fuck out of That's here. That's what was so hard. And you've been doing it like five years? Oh, not even. I would say that's, I squish them together, you know, because I so start some, at that 19, but I right. wasn't going out every night. Right. So I would some, say so some booking agent three saw you and, and just got you working? Well, no, I had a manager. Yeah. I had Barry Katz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The first early years. They're great. Because <laughs> I did that show, Frank TV, Frank Eliando show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, so then I was able to quit. How'd you get, then, so you did that after America Got Talent? Frank Eliando show? Uh, no, that was before. I got, I got things pretty early on. For the impressions. For the impressions. So wait, Barry produced Frank? Yeah. No shit. And he, well, yeah, he repped Frank. Jesus Christ. Barry Katz is like this continuity of so many people. Barry Katz. Dude, Barry Katz gave me some <laughs> of my first gigs in my life. Whoa. In Boston in 1987. Barry Katz. Man, that was the year I was born. Yeah. Whoa. Barry Katz. I worked for his company. Before he came out here, it's so crazy, man, that wow. that guy, you know, just is like this constant. I think he's done now, but he just, I, it's unbelievable. Like, I, like I With knew that everyone, guy. everyone, yeah. He, when I was a kid, yeah, he, he, used to, he used to run a booking agency out of his apartment that he managed the building in. Whoa. Yeah. And he would give you, get you one-nighter jobs. He had an office where they'd send you all over New England to go do... It's crazy. <laughs> Barry Katz. <laughs> so you, he's got you out there working. Yeah. He convinced you you could headline. Well, that, but also... Did you have the time? Well, yeah. You did. Wait, what do you mean? Like uh, an hour? Oh, did no, you? no, no. I thought you were saying if I had the time in life. No. Um no, that's what was the hardest thing. That's and like I remember asking brutal. It was really, really rough. I and I I have so much I have a lot of memories of just crying and really hating myself. Cause you had a stretch? I had to try to do forty five an hour. I only had fifteen maybe. Oh come on. It was so hard. That's so fucking horrible. You know, back there's stories about him because he used to run a lot of guys through NACA. Back well, that's I, what I did too. I did five NACAs. And I booked so many schools, and I did that. I would fly into a state, and then I rented a car and drove around. Oh, my God, you like, really had this horrendous sort of one-nighter road experience. Yeah, and then the colleges were rough, too. You're in cafeterias and Sure, sometimes and, at noon. 
Yeah, and no one's listening. It's and it felt awful. Oh my god! And I had all of it. He and, he. Oh, there's a story that he used to tell people that didn't have time to just do other people's acts. Oh, uh, so wait, so, so you do America's Got Talent, and you've got 15 minutes, yeah. and Barry's like, "We're gonna get you at the colleges." I I, I, uh, I get Mitzi and Barry mixed up, but same reason. <laughs> But you're amazing. Oh, that's it. You're amazing. You're, amazing. you're gonna do great things. <laughs> you're amazing. You're amazing. He used to be a comic, you know. Oh, I've seen Barry right. Cast do comedy. Wow. Yeah, he used to open with like. Uh, I mean, a... he would have long stories, that, and I'm like, "Where's this going? What's the point? Yeah. The message?" He used to open but... with, uh, "I'm hung like a vitamin." <laughs> 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 yeah, was just, that was his level of engagement. <laughs> so, okay, so he convinces you that you can go headline? Well, not I, just him, but I, maybe I thought it too. I thought I had, I was like, okay, I got like this TV credit, maybe, but I was also frightened. So I was. can't believe it. I remember doing those things. They were the worst to do colleges and to yeah. not have the time and to feel like you had to fill this time. And then like, if you're not doing well and you look at your watch, you're like, I have a half an hour to go. It's the worst. Man. But what'd you do? I wish do? there was a friend what? with me that helped me, like did other time. Well, did like, the did you have I to ever, no one. did you have to switch with the middle ever? I wish I did. Because there was times the feature acted great and I would bomb and I'm like, I should have just said, Hey, can you just oh, switch? And you're doing... I would hear people say after shows. Oh, he was great, but she was not. Like, and, and it would just kill oh me, and I'd have to do God. another show. So, so wait, wait, you were doing clubs? Clubs and colleges. It was all like a, a year or two of a full of, weekends, like, you know, Friday, Saturday, yeah. Thursday. Yeah. Of just every night, just dreading it? Dreading it. <sighs> yeah. There's nothing worse than being in a hotel in a town. And with it, it's Barry. It's not like you're at a good hotel. You probably don't have a car. <laughs> And like you could just walk around and hope no one saw you from the night before, That's right? Exactly. You're, it's true. <laughs> I know it. I've, I have. I know it. It's the worst. And you're just in this strange town. And I remember being there. Was one time I was like in a nice hotel, and the beach is out my window, and there's people on vacation, and I'm feeling angry and like just yeah. not feeling any happiness. No, because you got to go do the club again. <sighs> you made it. You made yeah, it through. I guess so. But like, did you? Were you able to gradually build an hour in that situation, or no? I mean, I would. I, I think there were more bits that came through, and but I think that was the time I was. I was. <laughs> You're doing whole Dolly Parton songs. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I should have. Yeah. That would have been fine. The yeah. People would have just been okay with that. Sure. If I just did singing impressions. Yeah. But uh, so, how long did that go on for? Like, how did you, like? I'm trying to remember. It was like, I think a couple years. Oh and then, my god! And yeah. then it kind of just, you know, faded away. I was like, well, the name, you know, AGT is kind of. There's nothing else I've really had, so I went back to a part-time job, and then where at? Uh, uh, Pasadena City College. I worked at the bookstore. Uh, oh my god! So you, then, you have all this big. And this, some temp jobs. The the big arc of success. And you're like, we're going to get you bit. on the road. Yeah. And then you just then like come back. back defeated. Yeah. Broken. Yeah. Yeah. Were you still living with Esther? No. By then I had, I was able to get a studio apartment. Mm. Um, oh my God. And then uh, you're just working at the bookstore, Pasadena College. Mm-hmm. Reflecting. Reflecting. And, 
But it's isn't it weird? There's times where I I mean for me where I want to quit and just call it and be like forget it. But then there's always a part of me that's still I'll get so quiet that I'm like this is because I need to talk or like share things. Yeah. And, and and it's just like it always my brain will be thinking of. So I'm like, I can't stop it, yeah. but I could take a lot of breaks. <laughs> I guess. I mean, like, there's also that weird thing where when you're, when you've set out on the thing, like, there's some sort of weird, like, like, I never, after, it gets past a certain point where you can't really quit. What are you going to do? Knowing that you, you did yeah, all that. Right. I've never under, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, right? <laughs> how do you not live a life of shame? <laughs> you know what I mean? If you still want to do it, you can only quit if you're really done. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where you're like, this didn't work out. Right. I'm just going to go do something else. But you were already on television. Yeah. So like, <laughs> so you would just what? You, did you, were you working at the bookstore and then you started doing? Bookstore. But I, I, I think I was, then after I think the road, I was like, I need to take classes. And I took some acting classes, some where improv. Leslie Kahn. Um and that Good. was cool with, yeah, it helped me because I didn't know script. I didn't know any of that stuff. Yeah. I didn't know. Uh, and I needed help with that. So. With like doing scene study and stuff? Yeah. Scene study, even auditions. Yeah. Just like, I didn't, I didn't know anything about scripts. Oh, good. So you so, just locked back in? I just started, you, yeah, changing it up in, in different, you know, Yeah. And you still doing spots at the comedy store? Yeah. 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 All right. So you're still in the game. I was still in the game. Just kind of moping around though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was like, I think I need to learn other things. Uh, really? Were you going to go back to algebra? No, no, no. <laughs> Nothing like that. I never wanted to go back to school. Yeah. But. Um, so you stayed in the game. But- oh, and then there was a summer that I was like, the agents left me. I think I was with Abrams or something. Abrams artists. And they, what, they cut you loose? Yeah. And then some other booking, people just left me. And then I was like, Barry, I got to let you go too. Cause there was something telling me, I was like, I think I need to kind of release everybody and just, yeah. You know that there's yeah. that feeling of like, I think it's just, I just need something. Sure. Just a change. Well, that's not, that's nothing he hasn't experienced before. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> how do you, how do you handle that conversation? Well, it was funny because Whitney was like, just email him. And I was like, oh, my God, email? I got a call and stuff. She's like, it's okay. Yeah. She's like, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then that summer I did the Vans Warp Tour. What's that? <laughs> you know, it was, a, it was a summer concert tour of punk bands. You know? Oh, well, it's done now. But there was one summer that I, there was a comedy tent. I know, but I did it because I had nothing else going on that summer. That's and like going from the, what is it, the fire into the, the pot in it? What is it? <laughs> like, you know, you after a fucking two but, years of, you know, not having the time to headline, you're like, well, in terms of a, being a performer and, and knowing that feeling of stretching or trying to fill time yeah. is horrendous. But as a performer, just in terms of situational performing, the comedy tent at a fucking rock Festival. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. The worst. I know. It, They're standing up. It was it was fun to be with friends. Oh, good. And make fun of who was in? Who was on? Uh, my friend Chase Bernstein, Dave Ross, Grant Cotter. Dave you, Ross. You like, yeah. 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 And uh, a few others, but it was kind of just. Uh, so you at least had camaraderie. 
Yeah, but I also wanted that experience of being on a, a fun tour bus for two weeks and just... Oh, you're on a bus? Yeah. With the bands? With with randos, random people that would set up the tents and... <laughs> really? I don't know. I just was like, I just want to just... How were the shows? Not good. <laughs> it wasn't good, but <laughs> I kind of just... It, but I was watching a lot of bands and I... Oh, that's good. You know, yeah. like being out in the sun and just and hanging with people. I just, I needed that. Yeah. Some, I just needed something... Fun. So now you're just untethered, no representation. So. Yeah, that on was a the bus. summer. I was like, I don't know what the hell's gonna happen. So and then you come back and what everything changes? You're a new person? You have an hour? No, no. How'd you get SNL? <laughs> I, I think people were still thinking of me for, for little things, like especially cartoons. I think that was always a world yeah. that I had, you know. Did you do adventure time? I did adventure time. Yeah. Did you? I did one of those, yeah. I played yeah. a squirrel. Oh, cool. I think I've been a squirrel twice in different shows. I've, oh, I've done a few different. Squirrels. Well, I did two squirrels, I think, and I did a hermit crab. And oh, cool! <laughs> but I ended. I did the snake and bad guys. That was a big one. That was oh, a big one. It's a great nice. job. The best part about it is that DreamWorks is literally eight minutes from my I know. House. <laughs> I know. Same. It's so nice. So you did a lot of Adventure Time. I did a few episodes, and I thought it was real cool that I got to do one, one with Maria Bamford. Her and I were like she's these the little best. fruit witches, and yeah. I, <laughs> and she was she was a big inspiration for me. Oh and yeah, I, and yeah, and I I remember being so starstruck and being like, oh my god, her and I are playing these fruit witches. And you know? you're you working with each other? Yeah, that's the best. It is. She's such a sweet uh, person. I know. And so funny. I know. She's uh, so funny, dude. I know. She's the best. Yeah, you. Were, when did you become a fan of hers? Early on, I yeah. felt like when I started, I, people were like, "Oh, you remind me of Bit Maria or something." And then I would, I would watch her, and it was, I would, I just felt very similar to her a bit. And uh, and then I became friends with her, and then we would have, uh, she would call it joke machine, yeah. and she'd be like, "Let's work on jokes." And so we would FaceTime or call each other and check in on the road. And I was like, yeah. "Oh, I have like a friend helping me. This is so nice." And she was so. Sweet. I was, uh, she probably was thrilled that she could do her hour for you. Oh yeah, yeah. She was just stand, and she would like stand and and put like this wear the same outfit that she will wear in the show, just because she wants it yeah. to practice. Yeah, you know. And she'd do them for you. Yeah, yeah. And then I would practice in front of her, and then she would give me tags and stuff. I'm like, oh, this is that was really special. Oh, that's the best. Yeah. And then I guess when you got uh, uh, when you when you got your other jobs. She was like, I guess I just have to get randos to go to coffee shops with me and, and listen to my hour because Melissa's gone. Because <laughs> isn't that how she does it? Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. She'll she just does. ask one person uh, to come like, sit with her yeah. for, to try her new hour. That's right. I worked with her. We shared a venue at the Toronto Comedy Festival. It was so funny because it was like the venue that was as far away from the rest of the festival as possible, like in some sort of like yeah. weird fairgrounds. Uh -huh. And it was this old weird venue, but it was a theater. And we were both, it was Friday and Saturday, and we we were both uh, alternating headlining. But I, so I got to, uh, I got to watch her. And it wasn't that long ago. And I've always, you know, been a huge fan. And it's just so, she's still so fucking good. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, I think she's like the best comedian ever. And nobody, I, I don't think she gets the appreciation she needs. Yeah. Because you have to lock in with that. 
and you have to be willing to be pretty smart too to pay, pay I guess so but she's like you know? she's like really going places I guess it's smart but you have to have uh, a view of the world that would enable you to not just go like what is she talking about? you know who's this crazy yeah. person you, yeah. you know cuz she covers it all in yeah. these weird characters that she does like it's all in there personal stuff right. political stuff all of it it's very loaded up but like I feel I, I always feel she's so special because she's just one of those kind of people that dumb shits will just be like, I don't get it. Yeah. It's like, well, then that's your fucking problem. <laughs> right. Uh, she's a well, that was so so that must have really helped you. Yeah, that was that was nice. So, OK, so when does you come off the van and you're back <laughs> doing stand up? Yeah. How does SNL find you? Well, it was. Al Madrigal had a showcase, and he had me on there, and he was like, well, someone from SNL's here, and I was like, okay. But I, I don't think I... I didn't send a reel. I didn't really kind yeah. of get... I knew I always wanted to be there, but yeah. I wasn't. I was like, I'm just going to do my act the way I wanted to. Yeah, yeah, and, sure. And then, uh, yeah, I think from that, they saw that, and then I did a showcase, and then I flew out. Bo, I didn't share. I actually auditioned... <laughs> At 21 first, and I had a call back then. When you were 21? Yeah. With Barry, we had a reel. And also, Neil saw me at the store in the belly room, and he's like, you should go audition. Neil. Brandon. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so then, uh, <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to say that with attitude. No, that's right. He has attitude. <laughs> you have to say Neil Brandon. Neil Brandon. That's the way you say That's the way you say Neil Brandon. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Anyway, so, so they, oh, so they saw me a... again, and, you know, after seven years. So they saw you then... 21 and gave you feedback? No feedback. Oh. I mean, I knew. Yeah. I knew in my whole heart I wasn't good. Yeah. Uh, at all. It's good to know that in your whole heart. heart my whole heart? <laughs> <laughs> I knew in my <laughs> whole heart that Wait, I was terrible. Why did I say whole? No, no, no. I don't know. I just like that there, it, was, there, was, no, there was no doubt <laughs> in my that, I was, that I was bad. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing in me believed. Oh my god! That I was good. That's so funny. So okay, so seven years later. Yeah, then I magical I, did a showcase at the store or no? What? It was part of this. It's like a conference for Latinos in the entertainment biz. Oh okay, all right. And then yeah, and then my I had new agents then, and they were like, "Well, SNL wants you to audition." Yeah. Another showcase in LA, and then from there they had me fly out and audition in the studio. In the studio, yeah, I did that once. Yeah, yeah, I've let it go. It took a few years of talking to people about yeah. their experience with that. Uh, I don't think about it anymore because I actually interviewed Lauren. I did a yeah. double episode with Lauren, and he put it to rest. And yeah. I have to believe him. I have to believe what he said because yeah. what he said was very diplomatic and it wasn't personal. Basically, he just said, there were, we just didn't fit into, and I'm like, all right. <laughs> and I believed at that time with yeah. my whole heart, my whole heart. That, I wasn't, <laughs> that I wasn't really ready for it, but I wanted it. Yeah. And I didn't even know, I had no control over my brain. So what was your experience in the studio? What is it? 8-H or Yeah. Uh, I just did what I wanted. You, for the first time, I was kind of like, I just did... You had all the characters, of, too. That's what they want. Yeah. And I, I did the bits that had... Like, there were stand-up bits that had the impressions, and then it just... 
yeah, I just kind of, that's all I did was kind of uh, Owen Wilson, J-Lo, imitated my grandma. Yeah. Um, and then I feel like Gwen Stefani. Actually, I did Maria Bamford in a little bit too. You did? Although one of my friends was like, don't, don't do Maria. They don't know. And I was like, uh, no, I'm going to do Maria because it makes me happy. Yeah. And so I just kind of left with feeling like, well, that's, those are the things I, I liked yeah. to share. And then yeah. that was it. And then they had me go back again for meetings with, with Lauren and all the writers. How long did you wait? I don't to think that long. I don't oh, think wow. so. It must have been a different time. I waited like three hours. Oh, whoa, no. no. With uh, Tracy Maybe Morgan. I... So you met with the writers too? Yeah. So they probably, you already had it. Probably. I don't. Oh, I, I could feel it. I could even feel it even before I knew I was auditioning that I, I was kind of going to get it. Yeah? I just felt it. Huh. Yeah. So what did Lawrence say to you? Did he ask you if you were okay with wigs? It was kind of like that. He was like, well, it's really tough to live in New York. <laughs> and then he was like, you're from L.A., so New York's going to be hard. Uh -huh. There's already five women on the cast. So it's uh -huh. kind of like, well, then what does this mean? Yeah. And then I had a back spasm, you know, for the first time. Just because of the anxiety of, like, I couldn't believe this was, like, real. Yeah. Really happening. What's a back spasm? I, I think it's just that's where my stress stress goes. But what what was what you, happens? You couldn't walk or yeah, it freezes up, and then I have to put a hot patch there. You still have them? I'll get them every now and then when I get stressed. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, and I kind of did you have it while walk. you were talking to him? Yeah, but I I kept it very. I just didn't move. <laughs> yeah. It's like stay still. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It really hurts. Back spasms hurt. Yeah. Um. And so then he basically told you you got it. I guess so. I was still confused. Now. No, 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 no. I, no, I was confused leaving there. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. And then what was crazy, and, and Chris Red, you know, knows this too, the, the flight coming back, because Chris Red auditioned that same time. We had meetings the same time. Yeah. And we're sitting next to each other on the plane. Yeah. They seat us next to each other. It's yeah. not like we get to pick. Yeah. And his phone's blowing up, and I see it in the corner of my eye. I, I see texts that say, congrats, congrats. And I'm like, oh, shit, he got the show, and yeah. I didn't. So I start getting – I'm, like, starting to cry but holding it in, and I, I'm trying to focus on Miss Doubtfire because that's what's on my TV. Yeah. And then uh, I found out when I landed that that was just some some stupid tabloid that, like, let it out in the news, like, yeah. oh, he got the show when it's, it wasn't true. Right. And Lauren is like, he called me once I landed in L.A. Yeah. He's like, he got the show. Unfortunately, Chris didn't. I was like, wait, what the hell is <laughs> happening? And I was I was freaking out, but I was also... They just got the names wrong. Oh, uh, I know. <laughs> Say it's Melissa. <laughs> but Chris got it the next year. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, but I was, uh, man, what a... But Lauren called wild, you. Wild, yeah, yeah. And then my brother picked me up from the airport. Yeah. Did you cry? I cried. And, and, and my family did, too. Yeah. Um, and my brother and I celebrated with pizza. And I didn't rage. I'm not a big party person, so yeah. we just had champagne well, what, and yeah. stuff. Yeah, what are you supposed to do? Yeah. Just get all fucked up? Like, yeah, I'm, no. I, now I'm going to start this life. No, no. I, I, was, I was also very, very nervous, too. So uh, how many seasons were you on there? Six. That's a lot. That's pretty good. Yeah, and you did. A, you had a lot of screen time. You did a lot of stuff. I think so. I feel like I, I, it unraveled the best for me as it did. Yeah. I don't think I could have handled more. Yeah. It's it's too much. Yeah. I flubbed so much on that show. I was it was 
scary. There was some times it was like, oh man, I'm actually live right now. This is crazy. Right. I'm like, I don't know how they like the the. It's the cue card thing that's just crazy. Because it changes by I live, know. and I'm like, man, I. I yeah. I don't know how that that's a, a skill unto itself. Yeah. And I guess some. I mean, over time, people just started to really fuck with it if they were yeah, fucking yeah, up. Yeah. 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 They'd go for the laugh no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he he kept you there. I know. Yeah. And you went through. Who was in the cast when you first got there? Um, Vanessa, Bobby, Moynihan. Um, I mean a lot. Uh, Leslie, yeah, sure. Sashir. Yeah. Uh, Kate. Yeah. There was a. There's yeah. At some point, there, there were so many people. Yeah. And then it changed uh, over time, right? Yeah, every year it changed. Yeah. yeah. But you were sort of a constant. And you, did you align yourself? Were there writers that particularly wrote for you? That's what it took a long time, too. Yeah. It was like the first season, I mean, I shared an office with a writer, and she never once wrote with me. Yeah. It felt like, oh, I hate being in this office. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and, it, and it was so weird because I get there, and I'm like, man, are, are we all going to gather and write together? And it's quiet. And everyone's in their rooms, and I'm like, Fuck. <laughs> what the hell? I thought it was going to be different. But then by my second season, uh, my friend Stephen Castillo joined as a writer, and he's a really wacky, funny comic yeah. and a good friend. And he he had the same sense of humor as me. He was just, we just laughed at the same stuff. And yeah. we're like, okay, let's get an office together. Yeah. And uh, he helped me write my Nickelback uh, Dying Miss Gomez bit. Yeah. And that was so cool to get on air because we were both just, we were really proud of it. <laughs> and uh, and then I think that like really helped me feel good. And But then I, I don't know. I, I did always have some some support too because Mikey Day and Streeter, they wrote those dirty talk sketches for me. Mm-hmm. You know, me trying to talk dirty in bed, but it, it doesn't work <laughs> yeah. in my voice. And so that that was really, really cool that yeah. they did that. And they wrote it so fast because they imitated my voice. And yeah. so they would just write it really quick. <laughs> but it was it was cool. I mean, I, I think... Good experience? Did, yeah. I just think I couldn't handle it as a person. We stayed for six seasons. I know. That's, that's like, pretty good. That's, well, that's pretty like, good. But that I, is the average, I would imagine. It's six, seven, yeah. Yeah, for sure. But, but you couldn't handle it as a person. Why? Just the, the thought of coming up with ideas every week. Was it, was it was the pressure? Yeah, the pressure and and feeling like, what? why... I kept feeling like, well, don't they know what I could do at this point? And they're not writing me in things. And I was just like, I'm so tired of having to convince over and over. Yeah. I know I could do. Yeah. Could, I could learn an impression in a day if they need me to. And it was, still wasn't. I don't know. I, How do you do that? How do you <sighs> learn an impression in a day? I feel like, I mean, I do my best. I'm not saying I'm a, I'm, I'm No, but I mean, like, like, what is, like, you know, did you find, do you find now that you're more proficient at, making them funny is that just an innate thing that you do an impression and you can sort of focus in on what you can amplify about that person that character yeah i think it's like exaggerating it and yeah and right and doing the thing over and over that makes me laugh i guess do you uh when you do when you when you're working on an impression it's just you by yourself doing the voice yeah i'll just i'll just listen to it on the voice memo and see if I, I see their face in my head, if it's matching. Oh, okay. Or something. But so you'll record. I your... haven't learned one in a while. Actually, ever since I left the show, I'm not. But you would record a... yourself? 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Ah. And then I would try it on stage, and if the reaction was good, then I was like, okay, yeah, I'm getting there. On stage at, at a comedy club? Yeah, yeah. Oh. So while you were doing SNL, you were doing sets? I tried. If I had energy. Where at? The cellar. Yeah. And other little shows around. Yeah. Oh, the stand. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you haven't you haven't done impressions since you left. It's sort of like oh, yeah, I haven't looked at any news of celeb. I got tired. I was like, I don't, I don't really care about him. <laughs> no, I really don't. I'm like, yeah. I, I kind of want to. That's why I'm like, I don't know if you heard some of my bits, but I'm like, I'm trying to take, I don't know, personal stuff, personal stuff, and also just just trying to learn more about things. Yeah, because I don't, I got. I don't know. It kills me to the thought of if I had to only do impressions forever. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the sense I got. Is I guess that's what I was saying when you got back, because I was around, that you were trying to kind of write more stuff that for yeah. yourself. Yeah. And it was, I, I sensed that it was challenging for you. Yeah. 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 And I'm like, what did I do? <laughs> Leaving and then, but I, but I know it was for the right move. Yeah? You yeah. feel that way? Yeah. You're happier. Oh, yeah, I feel calmer. No one's on, on my shoulders of like, yeah. you're not doing enough or you're, you're, you're letting us down or, or especially a Latino crowd. I'm like, am I not doing good? Good. It's too much. Like, I'm just a myself. I'm just trying to be me. What about the Latino crowds? No, I just feel like, well, no, I have a great support, but sometimes I feel like I'm never, I'm not. You're not supporting the community I'm enough? Not, You're not uh, yeah, I'm like, I'm not representing a good job. Yeah. Uh, that's that's too much pressure on a on one human. Well, you, you're doing some family <laughs> stuff. Yeah, yeah. And you're touring. Oh, yeah. No, How's this that is, going? Uh, it's good. Yeah. It's been great. People coming out? Yeah. I have a really sweet fan base. That's Yeah. They're, they're such sweet people that the comedy clubs, after like a weekend, they'll go, Melissa, where do your fans come from? They obey all the rules. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, they're like me. They don't want to be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I get that too. My, they're like, your fans are, they're are like, they, they, they tip good? really well. I'm like, yeah, they're adults. <laughs> I, I, I have adults come to the show. Because like after a certain point, when you get a certain amount of, of uh uh, recognition, or you build a fan base, they're going to represent you. Yeah, yeah. So if it's you're some cool. sort of weird monster, you're yeah. going to have a room full of weird monsters. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. if you if you have, you're going to have like minded people. Yeah, for sure. And you're like you. you fans are sweet. Are you uh, like are you taking risks doing different shit up there? Like you know. Yeah, and now I've been doing um, a few comedy songs that I wrote for the show that never got picked. Playing guitar. Well, that's what I'm. I want to get to that place because yeah. I am in guitar lessons and piano, but I, that's not, I'm not good enough to, to play at the same time and sing at the right. same time. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. my, you know, Avery Pearson, he's yeah. been accompanying me and I, uh, yeah, I'm starting to do a few of the songs live and that's been, that's so fun. That's nice. I, was, I watched Sandler's special and I was like, I want to be able to do some comedy songs and yeah. I, people, my singing bits are the, are people's favorites anyway. I'm like, I like singing. Yeah. So if I could add more comedy songs that's why great. not good closers yeah 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 well that's great and then you can you know put that record up but you already have a record up yeah it's 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 serious though you know it's pop record yeah how that when did you do that uh one of the summers uh 2018 or something. oh really not too long ago yeah so you have that is that a thing you're gonna pursue pop stardom 
Pop stardom? I don't think I could do pop stardom. It's just on the side, it feels good. Yeah, you enjoy doing it. Yeah, I and think the, I have a real emotional side that it has to be released. I mean, that's why the art, yeah, it comes out. Yeah, those are funny, those arts. Yeah, I brought you some, but I was like, I don't know about Mark, if he wants on these. Yeah, sure. But like, like this art. is a little uh, monkey dropping its, you know, the monkey that plays the cymbals Yeah, the cymbals, oh, that's funny. Just, like, oh, yeah, that's funny. There's a little heart guy in a break room from life. Hold up, I'm going to need a moment. <laughs> And then this little clown. I like fish. the fish one. I yeah. saw that online. Yeah, you can have That's one of funny. these. And then this is like, you know, the brain maze to get out of there. And you go, yay. Oh, uh, <laughs> so, yeah. You, yeah. Can I have all of them? Oh, for sure. Wow, yeah. that's so nice. I want all of them. Yeah. Oh, and then this is a little piñata breaking apart in space. Because <laughs> I feel like on Earth, everyone's so, you have to tip around, tiptoe around. And you can't say, you can't like break apart. And so yeah. I thought in space, the stars are like, you could break apart out here. You can do it out here? Yeah. And there's no weird kids just smacking you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Exactly. And they're signed. That's very nice. Yeah. How often do you do this stuff? Is it just... You... It just... It'll just pop out. It, it. It's truly sometimes in the middle of the night, I wake up and I just write down the idea and go back to sleep. Oh, really? It just will occur. That's the best. It's cool. Yeah. And I'm not really saying... Uh, I'm not at a paper thinking of something. It's just dream stuff. It's just dream stuff. That's oh, cool. That's the I, best. I love that. Yeah. And, Are you going to do a little book? I have a book out. You do? Yeah, but I will say I don't know. It's it's a it's a it's called Whoops I'm Awesome and it's all like activities. It has my art in there, but it's also a little funny self-help in a way. Yeah, yeah. But I, I have a lot of funny stories in there. So. Yeah? Yeah. Like short stories? Or little short stories. But not personal stories? No, it's all, it's personal. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm, when did that come out? That came out last October. Did it sell good? I I hope so. Yeah, it's hard with books, right? It's so weird. I don't know. You just keep getting these uh, these things from the publisher every quarter saying that you still owe them money. <laughs> the, the, uh, there's this, like this red number against your advance. <laughs> and you're like, what? <laughs> Did I fuck up? That, maybe that's my experience. I wrote a book in like like a million years ago, and I'm still getting those things. And the uh, advance was only 30 grand. I'm like, it hasn't even made that back? I know. Books are, t I don't know. They're tough. I want to make one kind of like, because Shel Silverstein is one of my inspirations. Oh, and I, great. I want to just make a book of doodles. Like, there's no rhyme or reason. Just, they're just packed in there. Just, why don't you do your own alphabet book? Oh, yeah. He did one, right? He did. Mm. He did a, yeah. He definitely I love did. that guy. Yeah, he was great. He did music, too. I know. I know. And he, he. I have this cool book about, it's called Around the World. Yeah. And he was like best friends with uh, Hugh Hefner. Oh, yeah. And he, he would have him at parties and yeah. Shell, Shell would just entertain and sing. Right. Yeah. And then that book, he was like, Shell, I'll just pay for your travels and you just draw yourself in all these different countries. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that book is my favorite. Oh, I don't know that book. It's really cool. Now I got to go find that book. Yeah, it's a good one. All right, so you're out, oh, what's the podcast? Are you doing a podcast? Yeah, but it's it's just it's just uh, stuff I I think of from the it's just me by myself. But do you do it regular? I try to do it weekly. Yeah, but it's sometimes five minutes, sometimes it's ten, yeah. twenty. What, it's not much. What's it called? Laughing with myself. And 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 you have uh, you have a very uh, nice website that seems uh, up to date. 
No, you're being sarcastic. No, I'm not. Because I'm not good at updating the, the shows. Why? Well, it looks like they're on there. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm not good at it. I forget. But I do do a newsletter. Yeah. And I try to write a little funny like, yeah. story and then a new drawing. Oh, that's, that's great. I do I good. do one of those every week. It's nice. Yeah, I don't know who reads it, but it's and I'm always sort of like, what am I going to say? It's not <laughs> It's usually not funny. But it's like it keeps me writing every week. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I like it. Sometimes it's heavy. Sometimes but there's one guy. It's good. Do you know who Mike Kaplan is? The comic? Yes. Mike, yeah. I, so I actually I write with him. He helps me. Mike Kaplan, I'll message him. I mean, uh, we'll have Zoom sessions, and he helps me with little tags because I'm not, my brain's not good at. Yeah. I need help with writing. Yeah. Like I could come up with premises and the yeah. voices and the act outs, but, right. but he is just a little. Yeah. Well, he, like, he. So fast. Like, I, I, we've been sort of, like, I know him. He was just here and we didn't hang out. We almost did. But he gets my newsletter and he'll just take out these lines and, like, just one sentence. He'll be like, this is very good. <laughs> like, you know, like these little pieces of poetry <laughs> that I would not necessarily identify them myself, but it's uh, very uh, it's very sweet that he does that. And I'm like, yeah, that is pretty good. Yeah. yeah. He helped me with my TED Talk, actually. And what Fahim was, did, too. Fahim's the best. Fahim's the best. What was what, the TED Talk on? It's about me finding my own voice among all the impressions I do as a person, as Melissa. Huh. So it's... How long is it? I mean... I think it came out to be 12 minutes, but it'll be out in September. Oh, it's not even out yet? No. That sounds like a good idea for a show. Well, that's what I'm trying to work on right now. Okay. <laughs> With your whole heart? With my whole heart. Well, my friends, too, that are good writers. <laughs> oh, so. that sounds, like, that sounds yeah. great. Well, good talking to you, finally. Talk- I know. This is so nice. Thanks for having me. Okay. Uh, Melissa Villasenor, what a, what a lovely, charming, and fun conversation. I liked it very much. You can go to melissaviasenor.com for tour dates and tickets, and you can also check out her podcast, Laughing With Myself, wherever you listen to podcasts, and you can, if you would, hang out for a second. Look, people, we keep churning stuff out for all of you full Marin subscribers. For the past couple of weeks, Brendan and Chris have been doing a little mini-series about racism and pro wrestling. This past Friday, they talked to David Shoemaker from The Ringer. Obviously, there's some incredibly pro- racially problematic uh, moments throughout wrestling history and WWE history specifically. Um, but it goes to sort of what I think the bigger question, the the, the cartoon villainy, the, the concept of like, you know, of of making these these kind of universal bad guys that after the wars, there would be, you know, foreign menaces that would come in. And, and that's very true. I mean, story, you hear stories about, you know, wrestling Nazis like goose stepping in front of, you know, veterans in the front row of wrestling events in the 50s. I mean, this is like seriously like affecting stuff. But, you know, it's not just the foreign villains, which are less meaningful to us now, I think, than they would have been at the time. But still, it's just sort of like, when you think about just the triviality of how you slide from evil foreigners to African-Americans to guys from Hollywood to, you know, IRS agents, like, yes, these are all things that like the average Joe may say like, Hey, I I don't like you here. But when you put, when you lump them all together, it's disgusting, right? I mean, that you would like be putting all those things in the same category. It's an overly simplistic way of looking at the world. Obviously that's sort of the point, 
but it's just also an overly simplistic way of looking at your audience, right? And just like trying to, it's like you say that you're catering to them, but really are you doing them any service by, by painting with so broad a brush? Go check that out along with all the bonus episodes with a full Marin subscription. And you also get every WTF episode ad free. Just click on the link in the episode description to subscribe or go to WTFpod.com and click on WTF plus. I, I, maybe I'm getting lazy with the guitar. I don't know, but I, it feels good ringing in my ears.
Summer Lives, Monkey, LaFonda, Cat Angels, everywhere. <laughs> 